everybody. Welcome back to the Making It Music podcast. I am Heather, your host, as always. I hope you guys had a fantastic week. Uh, I know we're not going, we're not up on a Monday, but you know what? It was a bank holiday Monday this week, and I wanted to put my feet up. And it was a little bit sunny, and there's a close park to me, so I decided to sit in the park, and it was lovely. And of course, my guest did the same thing, so I'm sure she did not mind. <laughs> um, welcome back to the Making Music podcast. Hope you had a fantastic week. Hope it was okay with the whole COVID thing. We're still making our way through it, especially bad news this week with everything that's going on in America. But, you know, my biggest thing, always be kind and stick, stick close to each other and help each other out, especially during this time with everything that is going on. Now, this time, I think for everyone, has got everyone feeling very nostalgic, you know, looking at back in old photos and stuff like that. And I've been doing that myself. And one photo that I always go back to and stuff like that is an old band I used to be into uh, in and we used to play together. And one band that I used to always play alongside was this kick-ass band called Submotion, right? And I love them. And I remember exclaiming this and I was only reminded by a friend of mine the other day that I said this. I got on stage once and basically like for the first like three minutes of my set, fangirled about the lead singer of Submotion because you had just played before us. Um, and I'm very, very, very excited to announce that Submotion evolved and became this unreal band, Sick Love. And I'm thrilled that I am interviewing my girl crush fangirl right here. I, can't, I don't even know which side it's going to be on. So it could be either. Rebecca Geary, hello. Welcome. Hey. Thank How you, you so much for coming on. Thank you. It's so, it's so, so good to be chatting to you all the time. Yeah. Oh. So um, Sick Love, for those who don't know, is like a balls to the wall, rock and roll kind of like band. Think, think modern blondie. Uh, think the Pixies and stuff like that. Like just really just good, hard hitting stuff. It's class. Um, in the, you guys kind of burst onto the scene back in 2018 with your new thing, Sick Love. And in the last two years, you've released already like seven tracks, uh, seven singles, uh, three of which that are on the new EP, Baby It's You. Class EP. So good. And we're going to dive all into that later. But yes, hello. How are you getting on? How has how's your time been during all this? How was your bank holiday weekend, Rebecca? Bank holiday was just bliss. Yeah. So good. I mean, like, if it's ever a time to be on lockdown, like, this weekend was the time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. it was real good um other than that like yeah it's been kind of weird like it's obviously for everybody yeah it's been super weird um being away from my band members and just everybody but we're we're getting we're getting on with it we're, yeah. we're just keeping going it's fine you sound have a pretty like good setup there you got your piano you got your mic going like yes. has I have like the most basic setup whatsoever <laughs> like like I've, I've been I feel like I've been so spoiled for the last few years like having one of a, one of our band members be so good at recording and just record everything for us and I'm like I don't have to worry about that stuff and I'm like oh god okay um this is just me now <laughs> I'm, I'm figuring it out as I go along not that I haven't recorded stuff before but I just choose not to yeah it's like if there's someone who could do it better I'll let them do it yeah exactly I'm I totally really get so- that yeah, it's, it's been an adjustment for sure, but mm. you know, we're all figuring it out. Like, yeah. um, our drummer Sean got Garage Band for the first time ever during the lockdown, so it's <laughs> it's been a learning process for all of us. Oh, that is amazing! Oh, Garage Band, I remember Garage Band for like 15 year old me and like my parents' office just being boom, cats, booms, cats. And I then still on Garage Band, like, I'm not love it, like, love it. It's, it's so working easy with. to use. 
is what we're working with. Like genuinely, like I, I went from GarageBand to Logic and now I'm an Ableton person, but I prefer GarageBand to Logic because like, I feel like, I feel like Logic is just like, they try to fancy up GarageBand. Yeah, and you're like, like nah, pretty. just just give me give me the basics. If I want the basics, just give me GarageBand, and I'm happy with that. And it's exactly. only when I want to like make my voice sound like like some outer alien robot that I go to Ableton. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. But um, you know me, and you know me and my games, and I like playing my games. Okay. And I've done this for you already. So I've 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 come up with a bunch of brand new this or that's for you. Okay, okay. Cool. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. So first one I have, all right, two, <coughs> sorry, frog in my throat, not the corona. I no always feel like I have so to like, I have to say it every time I cough now. It's like, I swear I just have something stuck in my throat. Uh, first thing I have for you, two Irish bands that rock. Other kin versus girl band. Okay. Other kin. Other kin. I, like... I'd say like Other Kin is the first band that I remember, like Irish bands that I remember absolutely adoring, like absolutely going crazy for like, the first time I ever saw them was Upstairs in Whelan's. And I just kind of went, because like the lads were like, we're going to this gig, blah, 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 this band. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then I was hooked. I'm like, and I'm so, so upset that they're gone now. But I mean... I think that like there's there's they have bits coming back. I think. Which is I nice. think so, and like you never know during this time. Who like um, I'm re- I'm really hopeful because that's yeah that that sums up like my early twenties for sure. <laughs> oh, there's so many like amazing Irish bands that just didn't like because it like it, it's hard being in our own little island and stuff like that. It, like it's if you don't get past that point, it's hard to keep yourself going. I was um uh, walking on cars. Oh like, yeah such a good band and they're gone as well now and you're like what up but i miss I you but definitely like that sounds like a very specific part of your life of my life <laughs> that like i will treasure forever <laughs> one, uh, one of my favorite things is oh it's like when you see irish bands wearing the merch of other irish bands so like in like uh, joe lancome um, and yeah. they just did their tiny desk sessions and it went up like only like two weeks ago and like the drummer or like is the guitarist ian anyway is um is wearing a kneecap t-shirt or the two rappers from up north oh, like the yeah, two irish yeah. rappers and then i remember seeing in one of your photos one of your promo photos it's like you sitting and then someone has their back turned to the camera and it's just an other kin t-shirt yeah. and it's like yes that's what you want to see <laughs> it is it is yeah it's like you're looking at our band but check out this other one yeah i love it okay two ladies that rock you ready okay Joni mitchell versus janice joplin oh damn okay just like knee-jerk reaction, I'm gonna say Janis Joplin. Yeah, like she's just like nice. she's just oh, she's just so iconic. Like it's just that voice, that raspy voice. It's just like it's just like it's a like it's a, just a specific time mm-hmm. as well. It's like oh, just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I love I love listening back to some of Janis Joplin stuff, especially as you get older and you realize all the stuff she's talking about. You're like, whoa yeah yeah it's like wow this is really really depressing stuff but it's so good <laughs> but give it all to me give me more literally <laughs> it just shows what sort of place we're in at the moment just like give me all the depressing crap this is amazing yeah. <laughs> okay last one i have for you two bands two bands of the world that rock nirvana versus radiohead oh jesus okay Again, knee-jerk reaction, even though I love both of them, I'm going to say Nirvana. 
Nice. Um, I think, yeah, just, I mean, like, I'm a huge Foo Fighters fan as well, but Nirvana just, like, it's that just gorgeous, like, grungy mm. rawness that, like, I think is just, it just never gets old. Yeah. And I'm like, and I know, I know maybe they don't want to be compared to this, but I'd say they do. Like, I'm such a big fan club fan as well. And it's it's like, kind of tie into each other. Yeah, it's like the new Nirvana, like reborn, is in fan club. I feel I really feel that <laughs> Stephen King has a bit of a bit of that inside him. Yeah, definitely. That actually makes a lot of sense thinking about it now. Thinking about the two mm. sounds. Well, yeah. yeah, brilliant. I didn't give you Red Hot Chili Peppers this time because found out <laughs> that like so. Actually, uh, there, that was a story that we were talking about before. So, fun fact, everybody. Rebecca and I have already done an interview. Um, but f- another fun fact that I think everyone knows at this point is Hell is a bit of a twat. And um, uh, there was an issue with my mic the whole way through. Didn't realize it was happening. So lost it. But a really cool story. Basically, when we did this before, I gave the lovely Rebecca a this or that of the Foo Fighters versus the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Because I believe that your name was because you love the Red Hot Chili Peppers because it's a sick love song. <laughs> So, yeah, but no, that's, it's, it's a fine thing to do just because you like the name of the song. But that was, that is where the name comes from, is that Red Hot Chili Pepper song. Yeah, it was literally like trying to find a name, trying to think of something like that's cool and just snappy and that is quick. And I don't know, I was trying to think of something that just was like boom boom or like a one word or something Mm. and just flicking through spotify playlists and that song came up sick love by the red hot chili peppers i was like that's kind of cool that's a fun song and i'm not even sure if i listened to the song (laughs) it is a good song although like to be so i had a dream about you guys last night and i had a dream that you changed your band name again (laughs) Um, and I was like freaking out because I had like these two interviews from this woman from Sick Love. So I was like running around <laughs> trying to find another band called Sick Love. But you changed your name to Dead Sandwich. Dead Sandwich. That's kind of iconic. It was very was- like punk rocky. I was like going down the grunge route. If yeah. like that. <laughs> I mean, like who knows? Like knowing us, like there could be a name change at any point. <laughs> In the next few years again. I'm hoping Sick Love like, sticks for a while. Yeah. And so Sick Love kind of came about because it was like you kind of fully understood your sound. You were getting the support. You were finally deserving and stuff like that. And it was kind of like, well, it was a thing of, okay, this is the time. Let's change things up. Yeah, exactly. Like like I was saying to you before, like Submotion was our name beforehand. Mm. And like that was going back to, I think, when the lads were 16 or something like that so it was just like it was it was outdated anyway yeah we may have never changed the name if like everything started didn't start happening um but it was just kind of the right time and when our management came on he was kind of like our manager was kind of like showing our songs to different people and saying like what do you think what do you think of this band that I'm managing and nearly everyone was like love the music but the name doesn't, doesn't work. match the band at all. It doesn't match the sound whatsoever. And we're like, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. <laughs> so we're just like, yeah, let's just kind of rebrand. Like it was, it was always the, the direction we wanted to go in, in, in the beginning anyway. Mm. But it was just like, okay, well, let's just do clean slate, brand new start, 
with the, with the brand new name and it was just the perfect time to do it mm. so that's why and it does really work with you as a band as well like it's kind of like that um fun rock you know that chanty yeah. like the chant along kind of all involved sick love like it works yeah. it works with your sound I yeah. really, really like it. But you brought over a few songs from your ba- from your past catalogue into this catalogue now. Yeah. Um, like Gun Gun on My Pocket. Yeah. Such a class yeah. tune. So glad you brought that over. I've been listening to that yeah. like loads since our last talk. I was like, oh, this is actually, yeah, she's so right. What great idea <laughs> to re-release this. this is so did not get the recognition it deserved. I know. And it was just like like we always knew like I think that like it was the last song we, that we released as Submotion. Mm. And I think it just, you know, it just didn't quite hit the way we wanted to. Maybe because we were already in that kind of transition phase mm-hmm. that this was definitely like our new sound, but we still kind of had our old sound lingering kind of behind yeah. us with like past releases and everything like that. So maybe it was like, okay, this isn't really gelling for like the in-between kind of phase that we're in right now. So once it had its actual time to have its moment, it like really had its moment. So yeah, I like, oh, I'm just so glad that like we took that chance to get it. We're just like, okay, let's just, I know it's the same song, but basically nobody heard it. So let's just go again. And it was just so worth it. But it really actually ties in. Like when you listen to it from the idea of like, it's from Submotion, it doesn't work with the sound of Submotion. But then when you hear it under the name of Sick Love, you're like, yeah, this is the sound. And it's yeah. like, straight away, this is this is our sound now. Yeah, really I think that's cool. why, like, that, that, that was all the more reason for us changing as well. It was just, it was like, you know what? Like, this isn't us anymore. Um, like, that's, it, it's a part of us. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's part of our past and everything. But like, all the stuff that we had started writing in that kind of transition period, we're like, this is, so much more evolved than like anything we've done before like it, this is a different band basically yeah. it was like it was like it was a rebrand but it was like a rebirth almost as well <laughs> like it was it like it totally made sense in this new phase of where we're at like mm. that's like this is where it belongs now did you find that when you switched over and kind of became this new band that you could kind of let go of the some of the things that you kind of felt like you had to do as a motion like some things that would have fitted you as a motion ways you yeah. acted the way you performed and stuff like that where you're able yeah. to kind of like put those aside and just move on to like this new person yeah absolutely I think like I think we kind of we were at a point back then where we kind of thought like like we weren't as confident in maybe like our songwriting abilities or like exactly where our sound was at the time that like if we wrote like one good song, we're like, okay, well, now we gotta write like ten more of those songs because we can't possibly write anything better. Like, it's, you know, it's just that like yeah. when you're younger and kind of unsure phase. Um, so I think like the difference that it made like becoming this new band was just like more confidence as well. Mm. Just like learning, like, okay, like we are so sure of what we're doing right now. We don't have to worry about whether we're gonna be able to write another good song or not um because we know like, we are yeah exactly like w- once you know once it clicks and you're like okay like yeah now I really realize what we're trying to do what kind of music we're trying to make then yeah it was a lot easier to just kind of like let the past go yeah that was that was that was then this is now yeah. that's awesome and now you've come out with this like really sick EP like so so good what was kind of your idea like when you were putting this EP together you you have an album you're planning an album for yeah. later like is it later in the year and early Hopefully next year it's later in the year like I mean 
COVID, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the plan is later this year, but maybe it's like, maybe it's early next year. We'll see what happens, but it's definitely still going full steam ahead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the EP, we kind of just said, you know, we have all these songs that were kind of album contenders and they were kind of, you know, we, we kind of played them a few times before we had played them like a bit on our tour and stuff. So we were like, Hey, we know these songs are good. Let's keep them in the back pocket kind of as these could Put be on the debut album. Very, yeah. So <laughs> we were like, maybe these could be, maybe these could be part of the album. Hmm. Um, but then we just realized that the four songs that have that made it onto the EP, we just kind of realized that, oh, these actually fit really well together. Not intentionally. They just happen to all follow under the same theme of like love and lust and passion and relationships and everything. Mm. Um, and it totally wasn't intentional. Like they just happened to be kind of written maybe in the same like six month period or something like that. And we just said, yeah, like, why not just put out something before then? Because, you know, the album could be another mm-hmm. year away. We don't know why not just put them out there and make it like a little cool collection of all these songs that we've been working so hard on. Yeah. And it is, it's so It's like, I love it. And they run really, really well together. And I was always, I was really surprised when I heard there wasn't, because from a lot of the people I interview, the whole idea of a concept album has become very common. And yeah. now like people always kind of approach a body of work as like one big like story running through it. And to think that they, these four songs have a story running through them, but that wasn't intentionally there is really, really cool. Yeah, I mean, it must have been just kind of in the back of my mind the whole time. And yeah. Like, subconsciously, like, obviously, it was a, that was a lot of what I was writing about, a lot of what I was thinking about, I guess, at the time. So, yeah, it was just kind of a happy accident. But I think, like, yeah, I think that the fact that it is such a concept worked out really cool. But I don't mm. think that's going to be the way for the debut album, though. Yeah. I think it's more of a, I almost think of, like, the debut as, like, almost like a greatest hits of your, you know yeah like why not like all thriller no filler just yeah, like pretty, yeah. yeah pretty much yeah that's kind of where it's going at the moment that sounds good to me it just sounds like an ab- album of bops then yeah so when it comes to the whole like writing process of it because we I was looking actually actually no going back before the writing I was noticing that you had a thing up on your Instagram with all your qu- credits for who did what and the majority yeah. of your stuff was produced by yourselves yeah which is so really that, yeah. cool that was just that was kind of unintentional as well um like that we were just kind of demoing in a rehearsal studio and kind of working on the songs and everything Mm. um and we kind of said to ourselves like let's see how good we can get these before we go to our producer because like we do work with an amazing producer James Dark and a lot of the time Mm -hmm. um like we worked with him on Good in Your Pocket and Soccer Mom um, and actually on one of the songs Bad Girl was produced by him as well or co-produced with us um, so we we're kind of like, you know, like, let's see how far we can get these on our own and see what kind of a level we can get to. And they just happened to work out really good. Yeah. So. Really good. Like I like the mix on um, I'm So Fucked Without You is so good. Like the automation on it is class. It just pushes and pulls in those perfect mm-hmm. moments. It's really, really cool. And like that um, one thing like, like in, in your bio all the time is you are a DIY band. Yeah. And you I mean, kind of had the was, philosophy going through. Yeah. I think, again, that was kind of just out of necessity almost for a mm-hmm. while. Because, you know, because I mean, you know, like when you're just starting out and you're not like, you're not making all the money of like a big band or whatever. You're just kind mm-hmm. of figuring it out on your own. You might not be able to go to the studio all the time. Um, and we just kind of like, yeah, I mean, like I really trust 
people that are better than me at things and like I really trust like like that like producers that have been in the game for a long time and you know working with people that know what they're doing but sometimes you don't always have that luxury especially like when you're younger when you're a small band you don't always have the luxury of being able to pay for everything so we did kind of learn how to do a lot of DIY stuff ourselves along the way and it's paid off it has paid off yeah it's It's good for like just knowing a lot of different aspects of the industry and just like being able to speak on different things and be confident as well because even now where we do have more of a luxury like to go to studios and like work with photographers that we want to work with and videographers and stuff like that you know what you want when you get there exactly yeah like you you have a bit of a knowledge in your head and you know more of a clear picture when you know what you're talking about as well Mm, that's so important I was like a big thing for any musician is even if it's not something that like adheres to you know how to do it like a a singer should be able to set up a PA system Mm -hmm, um exactly like a guitarist should know about photography like you need to just even just having a basic knowledge of everything that you're going to need is so important because it it's very easy for someone to come along and just squindle all your money out of you because there are some people out there who will do it and be like oh I don't think we got the photos great I don't think the lighting's great so maybe we should do it another day and this is going to cost that much extra and it's like if you knew you could have worked it yourself you know thankfully enough a lot like a lot of people who work in the Irish music scene are pretty sound oh yeah like anyone that we've ever worked with yeah it's been lovely yeah but it's just yeah it's also just being able to know what you want like if Mm -hmm. you if you know the ins and outs but if if you're confident what you're talking about then you're going to get your vision across better I think Mm -hmm. like I definitely learned that from being in studios as well before like because obviously like I've recorded we've recorded with a lot of the same people but then you know we've been in different studios different engineers you know kind of one-offs and everything and sometimes like at, at the beginning like you don't really have that confidence in the studio like you're like I've never done this before I don't know what I'm talking about so I don't know how to ask for what I want yeah so I think that's so important as a singer as well just to have confidence in a recording environment specifically and be able to ask for what you want to be able to say no like that wasn't the take I need to do another take Mm because sometimes some people as well-meaning as they are like will not cater to your needs as well as you know what you need especially when like you have you, you've been practicing something for a long time and someone might hear someone and be like oh no that was brilliant like you don't need to do it again but like in your heart of hearts you know you can do it again and you can Absolutely. do it better and you got to stick yeah. to your guns on that and be yeah. like no just one more try I know I'm annoying you here but <laughs> my name's on this not yours I'd like my exactly. name's bigger on this <laughs> like yeah. your name's on it too mine's name's just a little bit bigger yeah exactly but um I, coming back to like your writing you your lyrics are class and I love your lyrics because they're just Thank very you. brutally honest and just straight up and I have this is um from I you know how obsessed I am with I'm so fucked without you <laughs> such a good song um but not gonna be down for all of my life but I get a thrill from you seeing me cry <laughs> and, boom, and then it comes in and kicks in it's class so do you when you're approaching your writing you're you're I'm guessing you're like the lyricist in this is like all the lyrics are yours do you when you like would you kind of have a melodic idea first or would you kind of approach it like your lyrics is like poetry and then go into it I'm definitely such a words person Mm -hmm. like I've always just been like just obsessed with just words and sentences and just like creating stories I guess like I've always just been really into storytelling so yeah I mean 
I can do like I can kind of like get a little bit of a melody in my head but like I cannot figure it out if I don't know what I'm gonna say yeah and that definitely like pissed off the lads a lot during rehearsals when we're trying to write something because they're like just like sing stuff like just just like sing something over like what I'm playing I'm like but I don't know what I'm gonna say so like <laughs> I need a message how am I supposed to just sing something if I'm just singing into thin air it's like the um, emotional context the lyrics influences the melody yeah it's definitely a me problem like it's like even if I just have even if I just have like a phrase just any phrase then I can go from there but it's yeah. like it's like I, I need something like just to hold on to and be like okay this is where I'm going to go with this because I think mm-hmm. like the words definitely influence the kind of emotion or maybe not as much emotion that you put into the melody because like if you're if I'm just singing a song that's just fun and the lyrics are playful or whatever like that you know that's going to determine what way I sing it as well yeah if you're going to sing it up here yeah yeah it's, it really determines like what kind of a song it's going to be if like once I know what the lyrics are you know mm-hmm. I know I love that and um going back to just what you said there about uh when you're like talking when you're playing all in a room so I'm guessing that it's not really kind of a this is the melodic idea can you put the lyric can, or here's here's the instrumental will you put the melody and lyrics on it it's very much like a everything all at once let's all put our brains together it's kind of yeah it's kind of a back and forth all the time like it might start it'll always kind of start with something like Sometimes like it's like with I'm so fucked, like I started like saying, okay, this is like, I had a couple of the lines or something in my head. I had like a little bit of the lines and melody in my head. And I was like, oh, just like play along to what I'm singing. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it could be the opposite way. Like when the lads might start starting riff or something and, you know, drums will add in, I'll come in. Like it's always kind of a back and forth, like bouncing off each other. And I think mm. that's been kind of the hardest part of not being together during lockdown because we feed off each other so much. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, I am used to doing this. Like I, before I ever knew the guys, like I was being a singer songwriter in my bedroom all on my own. Yeah. But there's something so different about being with people and like feeding off each other's energy that I've read. I just didn't realize how much I missed it until it was taken away from me. Mm-hmm. It is a thing. Cause it's like, um, uh, thing of like oh because if you're not sure about an idea and then you run past someone they get really excited about it then that mm-hmm. gives you the excitement to like give the momentum to maybe finish off that verse or finish off that exactly. course yeah uh, and definitely with me as well because like sometimes like sometimes I'll be like I really depend on the mood that I'm in when I'm songwriting as well which again is a nightmare um because like if I'm not feeling totally in the right headspace if I'm feeling like my brain is all clogged up with other things like I find it really hard to actually create something so I'll be like they're in my head thinking of this line I'm like no it's stupid it's not good it's stupid it's stupid and they're like just sing it just sing it and we'll tell you if it's stupid or not yeah <laughs> so sometimes that's what I need sometimes I need like the guys to be like no this is good just keep going pull Stop you out your own head. head yeah exactly and you you were saying there used to be a songwriter beforehand so you were like piano singer songwriter guitar yeah and the lads had already kind of formed Submotion before you got involved. What was the thing that made you go from like singer, songwriter, just yourself, these emotional lyrics to being like soccer mom screening into a <laughs> megaphone type of thing? Yeah. Well, it definitely, yeah, it definitely was a process to get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, okay. I always did kind of, you know, fancy myself as a bit of a front woman or something like before, before I ever was like, I just was like, you know, I, I could see that happening at some point, but no, I started songwriting, like I, 
probably like from a really young age like I'm gonna say like 13 or 12 or something like that once I um when I was learning piano and like I figured out how to do chords and I was like oh I can actually write stuff myself like not that it was any good but that's where I started I started just like in my bedroom writing songs like for a lot of my teen years and Mm -hmm. I was really influenced by people like Regina Spector, Kate Nash, Lily Allen and all that kind of like you know lyric heavy yeah and very piano based as well and like very very singer-songwriter but um yeah so I was doing that for a good long time um I started gigging probably like 17 18 and these kind of like underage type gigs that were going on in our area um because we just happened to have like a really good like kind of youth program thing going on like with music and the arts and everything it's like awesome in the Dunleary area yeah so I happened to be doing some of those gigs and the guys happened to be doing some of those gigs at the same time and there was another singer <laughs> so um yeah they had another singer Abby Malloy who's absolutely an incredible singer if you check her out on Instagram as well she's an incredible choir singer um and she actually left the band for you know the choral scholars in UCD oh wow yeah Great like, so to guess. she is like top-notch top mm. quality singer so yeah she left the band like for to pursue this and I knew the guys already like I was, we were hanging out and whatever like that and they're like what are we gonna do we don't have a singer anymore like the band's gonna break up oh my god hi <laughs> hi I sing hey hi, I sing here too literally but it was always it was never supposed to be permanent I was only ever supposed to be a temporary singer what yeah like it was I was I was I had no intention because I was doing my own thing um actually it happened when we were at one of the BIM live and lyrical gigs and the lads came like to to watch me sing and support whatever like that and I was just like I'll just I mean I can do a few gigs for you I guess like it's not really my thing but I'll you know I'll give it a go but yeah. you know just you thought you can find somebody else like I'll do like the, the three gigs or whatever that you have planned like for the next month and then you know find somebody yeah. else I'm, I'm not I'm not doing this full-time and little like did five, you know <laughs> five six years later like here we are. what was it like that first gig of, of being like so like it's so different of being like songwriter yeah. to like front woman especially from woman of a rock band like it's not like yeah. you're just like a front woman of a pop group or a folk group or something like that like this is a big jump yeah it was yeah. definitely like a fake it till you make it situation for a good while. Like, <laughs> like they were like, okay, just, you know, do you know Hayley Williams from Paramore? Do you know Paramore? I'm like, yeah, I know Paramore. Okay. <laughs> like, just, like, just watch videos of her. Just watch videos of Hayley Williams and you'll figure it out. And that's basically what I did. I just watch videos of Hayley Williams performing all the time. And I was like, okay, just channel that. Just you know <laughs> I'm glad you only like dated one of them and didn't decide to like sleep with a lot of them and wreck the band <laughs> Fleetwood Mac oh god Channel, channeling it all yeah. that was yeah I was literally like I have no idea what I'm doing all I know is that I know I can sing I know I can sing these songs but like putting on the performance it was literally just figuring it out mm. until then you know it was figuring it out and kind of like I suppose copying other people to kind of you know find my own way for a while mm. and then eventually I was like no I know I know what I'm doing now like this is this is my band now like this is us together and especially when I started writing with the lads as well because I kind of came in just singing their songs that they already had mm. so so it didn't really feel like a party girls 
yeah exactly like it was just it was really just you know kind of filling a space um but then when we actually started like being like okay I guess we're a band now I guess we are like you know I guess I guess you are the singer now um and we started writing together that's when I really felt like okay I can can make this into something of my own yeah oh excellent that's that's so nice it's like a complete like journey especially like five six years later and just seeing how good you've come and just from knowing you like what knowing you like four years ago and knowing mm-hmm. the sound that you were there and knowing you as Submotion just seeing this full body of work come out now the EP and it's just each song is a banger each one of them has that kind of coherent this is who we are but it's not the same it's class I really enjoyed it I really really enjoyed the, the EP um can't wait for the album um, so well, actually one thing that I that was all that was written about the EP was that the Irish Times said that uh, Sick Love are probably going to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame following bands such as uh, the Cranberries and U2 and like Aslan and Fallen. Like that's a really amazing thing to be said. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big statement. And it's like, it's almost kind of intimidating sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, okay, gotta, gotta live up to Dolores or Reardon. That's great. Good to Fantastic. know. Uh, yeah. But I mean, though, it's an amazing compliment. Like Jesus. I mean, like even going back to that, like we never really, like if we hadn't known like four or five years ago, like where we would be now, like, I just I don't think we would even believe it. So mm-hmm. it really is. I mean, like it's, it's surprising, but it's also like, okay, yeah, we've worked for this. Like we've, put so much into this um that yeah you kind of you kind of do expect to get it back at this point that you're like yeah like I we know what we're worth we know that what we've done we know that we're confident in what we're doing so to get those kind of compliments back it really is like it is really is rewarding to to hear that kind of thing yeah as you actually bring up Dolores O'Riordan how has it been being kind of a female front woman like and being kind of a lady in the industry so just from different people I've had on, there's a there's kind of a stigmatism, especially when it comes to bands. And um, when you're in a band that's involved, that has a lot more males and females, when the promoter, when the sound engineer or something walks up, they'll come up to the female and be like, all right, where's the boss man? Mm-hmm. And you're like, you're like, I am. Or like, <laughs> we all are. Or yeah. it's like, you can actually ask your question to me. So going from like being a songwriter being kind of a, a a bit of a safe zone where there's a lot of kind of individual people performing and there's a lot of like just women performing by themselves to kind of a rock industry where it is predominantly male how was that for you kind of learning to kind of be like okay I gotta gotta stand up for myself and be my own yeah it was deaf it was really hard at the start really really hard at the start um the weird thing that kind of I mean like it's it's good for me but it's also not good for other people is that like with with kind of the more recognition that we've gotten and the better gigs that we're getting when when we arrive at the venue like they know who's on the bill mm-hmm. funnily enough I've gotten more respect in in kind of more recent years because you know like that if you're doing gigs at a big promoter like they know who they're booking like they know who mm-hmm. the band is they they know everyone's name before they come in they know who I am um just from a professional point of view so it's nice but then I'm like okay but why does it take me getting to this point to just get a, a, a basic level of respect you know yeah and why is everyone else you... getting the respect at the beginning and I have to yeah. why do I have to earn it and everyone else doesn't 
yeah and like it's I'm like it's nice it's really flattering that like people do care about my opinion and everything now and people do care to make sure that I'm okay and that like I have everything that I need and whatever like that like it's really nice now but it really does make me think about when we started out and when I'm like 20 years old or something like that really only having the, like my first ever experience of like the big bad music industry world mm-hmm. and really having to like stand up for yourself and push yourself to the front because people will ra- railroad you and I've been like I've been railroaded like for years mm-hmm. and yeah I mean like I was definitely much more of a I suppose like a shy meek kind of personality before not just from just from not having the experience of being yeah. in those scenarios of being in that kind of environment so I definitely again like had to fake it till you make it and just push myself and assert my assert my dominance in some way and make people mm. know like hey I'm Rebecca Geary this is my band this is what we need to do blah 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 mm. um but it was definitely hard for a long time um so yeah I really wish that like it's good it's all good for me now but I really wish that it would be good for straight away yeah and for and it makes me think of any kind of any female musician that's coming up like mm. that's starting out like it's it's tough like it's it's really really tough and I feel like it's a good learning lesson it's good to learn you know to stand up for yourself and to be to be assertive and everything like that um but it it, it is getting better but it is hard it's hard when you're at that low level I sure. think the big thing for fem- for for singers across the board not male and female but especially for female is it's kind of it's say if there was a big group like I, this is just from my own experience that I would be on the stage and I would I'd be the singer so I wouldn't have anything to set up I'd have my mic and I'd just be there but I'd always help the lads carry their gear in and they'd set up and I would know exactly what they all wanted so I'd be able to go up to sound engineer and be like this is what they want but there'd be so many times where the sound engineer would just breeze past me and then go straight to the man and like it's a thing that it's sometimes that it, it's guess that the women won't know well, mm. it's guess that it's automatically guess that the man will know about the sound and the woman won't. And it's when a guy doesn't know, it's embarrassing for him that he it like uh, like they, he's asked a question. He's like, Ugh. but it's even worse for a woman that they don't even get that opportunity to be embarrassed. You know, we don't yeah. even get the opportunity to show ourselves up because it's just like straight away. Ah, you won't know next person. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. actually. <laughs> I had a quite particularly bad experience um, at a at a festival like a few years ago, obviously when we were still Submotion, uh, and I won't name the festival or anything like that, but <laughs> I was at a pretty well-known festival and um, I'm there, we were there in the kind of wings of the stage waiting to go on. There was another band on already. We were there just kind of like warming up, getting like getting ourselves together or whatever. Um, just you know kind of standing in the side yeah. of the stage um, and I'm just sitting there I'm kind of just like kind of just having a little bit of a relax kind of trying to you know get myself into the zone or whatever I'm just like sitting there just getting myself organized whatever and stage manager comes up to me and was like hey um how did you get in here I was like excuse me he's like yeah like how, how did you get in here you're not supposed to be here and I'm literally like um I'm performing I'm, I'm on I'm on next and 
I think he wanted to crawl into a hole like straight away, which I'm glad. But I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not a groupie. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, look at the poster. You're the stage manager. Like, what the hell? So that was probably the worst experience that I've had. Like, actually, somebody thinking that I'm sneaking in to like get a glimpse of the band or something like that. It's like, no, take a look at your lineup and come, come back to me. Oh, God, that is so irritating. Like, what for girls who are coming up now and for women who are starting bands now? what advice would you have for them going forward of how to conduct themselves at the beginning and how to kind of from their first gig how to just make sure that they're getting the respect that they deserve um I would literally say literally like what I've said like a million times now is fake it till you make it like even if you feel uncomfortable if you feel like oh my god they're gonna think that I don't know what I'm doing just act like you know what you're doing because like, because like nobody knows what they're doing at the start. Like, especially mm-hmm. when you've just started gigging for the first time, like you're so new to the environment, just even, you know, just being friendly and, you know, you can be, you can be assertive and friendly in the same time, at the same time. So, you know, introducing yourself to the sound guy, introducing yourself to the promoter, anybody that's there kind of, you know, looking after the staging or anything like that, just make sure they know your name and mm-hmm. you're like, Hey, thank you for you know for having us on like you know at at the same time like they're doing you a favor as well like they're Mm -hmm. giving you this gig so you know you have to be respectful as well but just like you know being friendly um and just making it making yourself known that like yes I am I am the artist here yeah thank thank you for having me on um let me know what I can do you know just kind of making yourself known and being as confident as you can is definitely the advice I would give Mm, I love that. Well, the thing sometimes like um, it's it's a it, the whole fake it till you make it thing always reminds me of um, do the movie The King and I. Do you yes. know it's like I whistle a happy tune and it's like the thing it's like it, if you keep on like whistling this happy tune, it actually tricks you into thinking you are fine, you are happy. Yeah, and sometimes exactly. when you put on this confidence and when you walk in the room, you're like yeah. And even though yeah. like you could be dying on the inside, within five minutes you've kind of almost taken on like wait no I, I am confident I'm not acting anymore this is me yeah, you know exactly great and I've seen that happen with you getting bigger and bigger and more and more comfortable on the stage and I see it with the lads as well like the the you your drummer always goes hell for 90 on the stage but <laughs> yeah. your your two guitarists are coming more and more out of themselves now which is class to see as yeah. well and it's just oh it's so good um so Last question I have for you, all right? What are the plans for Sick Love in the future? Well, as I said, the album is very much underway at the moment. So yeah, we've just been working really hard behind the scenes, especially during this downtime. Mm-hmm. Just kind of trying to get everything in order, get it as, you know, as good as, as it can be. And, you know, really like working on songs that we love. So that's what we're really, really strongly working on. Um, obviously, tours is not really happening right now Um, reschedule maybe reschedule like we will be the first ones to be like we're playing like Mm -hmm. once we know that we can play so we'll keep an eye out for that but definitely like music more music is coming and just enjoy the music that we've just put out there now yeah go online save download like whatever it is that you gotta do nowadays to make people's money in music do all of it exactly. <laughs> all of the above okay and last one for you and i know you hated me the last time we did this but you can use the same albums i don't mind your desert oh, island well. discs go for it <laughs> your desert island discs for your your covid alone on your little island what would it be 
Your little island is just like that little kind of uh, tarmac island that's just off like the West John Leary Pier, by the way. Yeah. Like it's not that far away. <laughs> that's it. So five. So yeah. Five. Well, okay. So um, Pet Sounds from the Beach Boys. Absolute classic. Um, Days Are Gone from Heim. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say um, Far by Regina Spector. That's going back to my roots there. Um, Blondie Parallel Lines. And then the fifth one, I think I said Ariana Grande. Yeah, yeah. It's sweetener. Ariana Grande sweetener. So nice. the, and yeah, I mean, like there's probably another fifty that I could name on that, but they, I think they like kind of encompass like every part of like my you. musical taste. Yeah, yeah, like it's everything that's kind of led up to what I am now, I suppose. Beach Boys to Ariana Grande, quite literally. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a spectrum, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so so much, Rebecca, for coming on again. You were wonderful as always. Everyone, please go check out Sick Love. They are such an epic band, such a hardworking group of lads and lassie. So nice as well, just so lovely. And I can't wait for the album. Baby, it's you. The EP is brilliant, and I'm sure the album is going to be even better. All thriller now, fellas. Thank you so much yourself, everybody. Make sure you. Follow Sick Love on everything. Follow Making It Music on everything because every week we have on a brand new Irish musician talking all about their career, what the music they've been out recently, taking a deep dive into things. So make sure, and we have about 20 other episodes that you can listen to during this COVID time. So catch up. A big shout out to Craig, our sponsor, the Dublin School Music. Love you lots, Craig, as always. And we'll see you next week. Bye, Rebecca. Bye. (laughs)